Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here, and welcome to the New Man Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And today is a very special episode because we are getting into a subject that I am, well, just a subject that's really relevant in my own life. We're going to talk about an addiction that I am working through and what that's looked like and um, yeah, some of the challenges. And uh, this this is going to be a bit more of a kind of vulnerable, transparent episode. So I hope you're ready for it. And I just thought to take this transparency to the next level. I am outside. I'm in the sunroom of my house. And it's honestly like it's got to be 40 degrees Celsius in here, which is like 105, 110. For those of you who are in Fahrenheit systems, it's hot. It's really hot in here. And, um, and I've been recording podcasts in this space all day, because my house is off limits, and it's storming outside. And um, man, I was just sweating through my shirt. So I'm I am recording this. I'm not even wearing a shirt right now. And uh, you know, I thought, do I really need to share that? Probably not. But one of the reasons that I did this podcast, uh, I mentioned this actually very early on. But you know, there's there's certain podcasts that are content curation, and then there's documentation. And um, this epi- or this podcast rather is for me. It's all about documenting. Just. What we're discovering as we help guys get free of porn, uh, what we're finding out through research, um, you know, I'm speaking at, at national events and conferences and that kind of stuff and, and learning from leading experts. I'm in masterminds. So it's just, it's trying to bring everything to you that's going to be useful and doing it in a very transparent way. And, um, you know, apparently recording a, a podcast episode shirtless is just part of the transparent experience. So you can thank yourselves that this is not a video podcast, at least not today. I am doing one live a week on Instagram, uh, but uh, you're not missing out on much anyway. Just uh, a really tanned brown man with uh, too much body hair. Anyway, uh, we're getting way off topic here. Um, <laughs> today, I want to talk about my current addiction, something that I am working through in my own life, something that I have uh, been talking to my guys about. You know, a couple of weeks ago, um, as I was getting ready for the group coaching calls for the week, I was just thinking, you know, I actually, I need to tell my guys about this. I need to, I need to let them know that I'm working through this because I think sometimes, uh, mistakenly or, or maybe intentionally people who are in these spaces, you know, doing podcasts and, and presenting themselves as authorities and experts on a subject kind of get put on this pedestal. Um, and, and it's like, oh, they can do no wrong. They got it perfectly figured out. They have no problems in their life. And, these are things that we are going to continue to combat in the days ahead as social media and all these kinds of, uh, you know, cr- uh, content consumers uh, just are on the rise. You know, and all, as all of these things increase, it's just going to, it's going to become more rampant. We're going to be more curious about what other people are up to and, and probably, probably be more mistaken about what people's lives are really like. Um, but I, I really I think it's important that I'm transparent with my guys as well, and especially in the areas where I'm still, you know, working and, and struggling and, and trying to figure things out. So I, um, I'm excited to talk to you about this today. Um, I've shared it with my guys, and uh, I think it was, it was interesting. It was definitely interesting seeing, seeing their reactions. 
And, um, and I'm excited to kind of talk to you about it a little bit more today. Now, this addiction that I am about to share with you is not a ordinary addiction. It's not a diagnosable condition that you'd find in the DSM-5 or um, any other kind of publication that allows you to diagnose conditions. Um, this addiction is uh, not easy to measure or to quantify. It's, it's a, an addiction to something that for most people is common, is daily. Um, and for them, maybe it's not an addiction, but for me, it is. It's very, very clearly an addiction. I know the behaviors of addiction, having experienced one for 15 years myself with pornography. Um, I know the marks of it, and this has addiction written all over it. So you might hear what I'm about to share and say, Sathya, really? That's, that's your addiction? Um, but this is, this is legitimate. This is genuine, and this is honestly something that I'm working through. And it is an addiction to email. An addiction to email. Dun, dun, dun. I know, that was the big reveal. So here's the thing. I, I check my email a couple times a day, my personal emails. But uh, for several years, until recently, actually, I was working as an executive assistant uh, to a couple leaders of a fairly large church in Toronto. And that required me to manage their inboxes in addition to my work inboxes. Plus, my wife and I have a shared inbox. Plus, I have access to her personal inbox. Um, and then she's got a singing account because she's a, an event singer. So I have access to that inbox. And then I have my personal inbox and I have my business inbox. And I have all these inboxes. And I, I started to just get all kinds of dopamine hits checking these inboxes for new emails. Um, you know, and just super excited at what a new email might mean or, or who might be trying to get in touch with me or, you know, whatever it was. And it, it happened in a professional context first with work because I was kind of getting paid to do it. And then it just spilled over and, until I became this just compulsive email checker. Now, I, I'm not trying to say that being addicted to email um, and specifically being addicted to checking email, it's, it's not the same as being addicted to porn. And I'm, I'm not trying to say like, oh, look at me. I have, I'm struggling just like you. I, I understand like the nature of this is very different. But in a lot of ways, the nature of it is very much the same. So I, I wanted to just share a little bit about kind of what I'm learning, um, some of the mistakes I've made trying to uh, recover from this addiction, and um, probably the most salient point that I have gathered in my entire experience in Deep Clean that I've learned specifically while working through this email thing um, Oh man, I can't wait to share this part with you because it's really changed the way I look at things. And um, even the way I'm helping guys now, I've made a few adjustments because of this. Um, so anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there, but I have to kind of go through some of the other parts first so that everything clicks and makes sense. Okay, so <laughs> when I first realized that I was addicted to email, I'm just laughing at myself and I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to talk about this. But when I first realized that I was struggling with, um, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm checking my email all the time. I am, um, I'm like, I'm late for appointments because I'm, I'm just checking email one more time. I'm checking it one last time before I go to bed. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm doing this way more than I need to. And, um, and I would even pin the tabs for my email accounts in my browser. And I would have the settings so that um, from the browser, like it shows the little icon, the favicon, um, and then you can, you can see, or you can get like a little number on the favicon. So it tells you how many unread emails you have. 
So I would, I would keep tabs on that. And even when the number didn't change, I would still go open up the inbox just, just to do it, I guess. I don't really even know exactly why, but, but I, I could tell you at least neurologically, it was just about getting those dopamine hits, you know, checking the email and looking to see if anybody reached out, that kind of a thing. So I first identified that like I have this addiction or I have this problem. It's uh, maybe, maybe addiction is probably a little bit strong, but you know, I'm, I have this compulsive behavior. It's clearly doing more harm than it is good. And I decide like, okay, I, I need to stop. I need to stop with this. So uh, the first thing I did was, um, was I, I decided that I was only going to check my personal email accounts outside of work hours because I was kind of doing it every once in a while during my work day. So I had removed it all together. And all that did is it just made me check my work emails more. That's honestly all it did. So that was, that was a real problem. That was like, okay, this didn't help at all. It was classic uh, trying to resolve the roots by just dealing with the fruit. It was like, it was just behavioral modification and no resolution at a more internal level. So that was, um, that was kind of my first attempt, my first stab. And honestly, very similar to my attempt to get free from pornography. Almost the exact same. It was just like, okay, what's the kind of logical, easiest solution that I can do right off the bat? And lo and behold, it just led to more, uh, more sexual misbehavior. Maybe not with porn, but then with something else. So that was kind of um, attempt number one. Attempt number two um, was then uh, deciding... Okay, I am instead, I'm going to leave my emails open at all times. And I had a second screen. So I thought if I can see them, and I can kind of see that nothing's coming in, then I won't go around looking for them and checking. And that was true. That was true to a certain extent, it kind of worked to a certain degree. But usually what happened is I would then start to think about like, oh, well, what other emails have I not responded to yet? I would kind of go through my drafts. I would just, I would still start camping out in my inbox, you know, and just spending unnecessary amounts of time there. And, and it's funny because I, I was never like checking email like ridiculous amounts of time, but I was simply just like checking it a lot. It was, it was the frequency, not so much the longevity. And again, it was just getting those dopamine hits. Really, really weird. Now, finally, I realized, okay, Cynthia, you, you've been here before you know how this works. There's a reason that you're doing this. And I identified two things. Uh, One is a bit more external and one is a little bit more internal. The external cause was boredom. And in the next few episodes, you're going to actually hear this subject come up a lot, uh, just with some of my guests uh, talking lots about boredom and how men are not, we're not wired to be bored. We, We are wired for adventure. And when there's no adventure, um, we then start to make poor decisions. We, we find other ways to entertain ourselves and sometimes they are healthy and wholesome and sometimes they are bad and they are destructive. So in, in my case, you know, thank God email is not super destructive, but it's not exactly helping me either. Um, but I realized like I was bored at work and so I'm checking email. But number two is email to me represented connection and excitement. So it was just a fun place to go back and say, oh, maybe there'd be some exciting news, something fun for me to check. Now, uh, the, the last thing that I'll just mention, I, I should have mentioned this earlier, but I don't have email on my phone. I never have. And that wasn't like some preventative. Well, it was a preventative measure, actually, because it was, it was really like, I don't want to be the guy who's out for a drink with a friend and I'm like quickly checking my email. I didn't want to be that guy. 
But there have been times where I've needed to check email for work or an emergency has come up. So then I, I just open up my email in the browser and my passwords are saved there so then I can pull them up quickly. And then usually I clear my cookies afterwards so that you know I can't just go back and keep checking email on my phone. So I've like, I've done this before. Um, and But that was the thing I forgot to mention that when I had the emails open up in my browser, then I was finding I was going to my phone uh, not at the same time, but then, you know, when I was away from my computer, I'd pull it up on my phone. I would make some excuse for me to go see it. Oh, just this time. Or, oh, yeah, what if so-and-so, you know, is is trying to reach out to me or whatever. Um, it's just funny how when the brain wants or when the brain knows what the brain wants, it can always find out an excuse to make it happen. So anyway, connection was the second thing. So it was boredom and it was connection. So I have resolved my boredom issue by, uh, by leaving that job and by moving to my ministry full time. And you, you know, that, that might sound like, I don't know, maybe that doesn't sound like the most practical solution, but that is honestly a huge part of it. I was just in a job that was not stimulating me enough to keep me fully engaged and fully occupied. Um, and it's not like I didn't have work to do. It's just that like email was one of my main responsibilities. So it just consumed me. And I, I just, I gave way too much of it uh, or gave way too much of myself to it, way too much of my time, resources, energy, and everything else. The connection part is really interesting. And I would say that's the thing I'm still working through right now because I have, um, I've installed an extension in Chrome. It's called Work When Ready. And you can basically control how often you check email and all that kind of stuff. And so I have a 30 minute block every single day where I check email and this, um, this browser or this, uh, this extension will not let me check email uh, outside of those times. So, uh, so that part is actually really good and it, it has really, uh, limited, uh, my email consumption. So I don't, I don't compulsively check email anymore, but I am not perfectly down to checking email once a day because in moments of distress, I find myself resorting to email. And it, it, again, just one of those weird habits that I formed over the years that is kind of this place of safety, comfort, um, and I would say a little bit of significance in there as well. And so it's been really interesting just observing that in me, like even these last couple of weeks where I have some days where I'm really good and I check email once, and then some days where I'm busy and I'm stressed out and it's like, here I am just in my email, like just scanning through emails that I know I don't need to be reading through and replying to stuff I don't need to be replying to and just just really getting caught up in it. And so I am working on the heart part uh, because I, I want to basically associate in my brain that email is a place of connection. Uh, there are obviously elements of productivity that are associated with email, but it doesn't need to be checked more than once a day. It really doesn't. And so I am, I am trying to catch myself in the moment where I really feel like, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go check my email. You know, screw it. I'm going to go check it on my phone or I'm going to do whatever. I'm just working on finding ways to uh, meet that need for connection. Or if I'm in a, just a distressed state, finding ways to decompress and to unwind and then to move on apart from checking email. So that's kind of where I'm at. It's a work in progress. And it's very different because, um, you know, when you're addicted to alcohol, you need to actually eliminate alcohol from your life. And there are ways to do that. People do it all the time. They successfully 
excuse, excuse me, they successfully overcome alcohol addiction. But one of the things that we are going to run into in the day ahead is, um, is addictive tendencies towards things that we cannot live without. Uh, email being a great example, social media being great examples of things that actually, um, you know, for some of us, they're vital for our businesses, they're vital for our job, uh, the work that we do. And yet, somehow we have to make sure that the way we relate with these technologies is not consuming us, it's not getting the better of us, uh, that we are still staying in control, that we're still using it to help us and to serve us, but not to hurt us. And um, it's a fine line. So that's kind of what it's looked like for me working through email. It's still a work in progress. It's not the same as recovering from porn addiction, as I mentioned, because I can't go without it. I need email to run my business. I need email to keep up with some of the really important things in my life. And uh, we all use our emails uh, on a regular basis. There's nothing wrong with it. But of course, when it becomes compulsive behavior, when it starts to consume you, when it starts to take up unnecessary energy and time, that's when it becomes a problem and it needs to be addressed. And that is what I'm working on. Now, this struggle with email and kind of just thinking about my struggle with porn and masturbation over the years and, you know, all the different just facets of my life has helped me realize something, something that I found to be quite interesting. You know, the, the whole concept of freedom is often presented in a very binary fashion. The idea being that, you know, um, when you have the behavior or you have the substance present in your life, you are an addict, you're bound, you're in trouble. And then, of course, eventually you reach this place of freedom. And it's kind of this binary thing, like one day you're free, you don't have it anymore. And then one day, like, or the days before, you're not free and you struggle with it. And so it's kind of binary. You're free or you're not. And one of the things that I have learned from this experience with my email is that freedom is not binary, but freedom is a spectrum. And this has been really, really helpful because a freedom is is binary. You know, freedom is an achievement. Then it's like either I'm free or I'm not. And that can be a really powerless place to be. Really powerless when you're failing, you're making progress, but you're still not fully free. You still haven't made it. You haven't achieved it, quote unquote. But seeing it through um, a gradient kind of perspective has really helped because it it's reminded me and it's made me realize that everybody possesses a measure of freedom. Everybody possesses a measure of freedom. And some people might have a huge measure of freedom. There's a guy going by with some background noise. I apologize. Um, it might mean that you have a little bit of freedom. It might mean that you have a lot of freedom. But whatever you have, steward it. Steward it. Take care of it. Treat that, treat that 5% of freedom like it was the, the full thing. Um, using numbers is probably not, not the best way to illustrate the example, but you get what I mean. We, we all have a degree of freedom. And I've, I've realized that perspective is much more helpful um, to, to say like, okay, for me, I haven't looked at porn in five and a half years. But you know, for, for years, I struggled daily. And then I struggled a couple times a week. And then I struggled weekly. And then I went free for a couple months. And then I slipped again and I struggled daily. But I, I got out of daily a lot more quickly than the first time. And, and all of it, it all moves forward if you see it the right way. If you see that freedom is this thing that we all possess right now. 
we, we all have a degree of freedom right now. And our responsibility is to steward it so that it increases and becomes greater and greater and greater with time. And it's not going to be a perfect linear trajectory. It might mean that sometimes you, you relapse. Sometimes you fall back and you stumble. But you're going to get up more quickly. You're going to be more resilient. And you're going to find that along the way, you move closer and closer towards freedom, quote unquote, that, that actual achievement because you are stewarding what you have well and it is going to increase as you keep doing it. So freedom is not binary, it is a spectrum. It is a spectrum. And this has really helped me because I guess, you know, I kind of trumpet that like I've been free for five and a half years. Um, to me, that's like, it's why I do what I do. It's the mark of the program. But it, then here I am working on this email thing. So then it's like, well, Cynthia, are you actually free? And I would say, yeah, I absolutely am. But there's still areas in my life that I am working on. And that's why it's a spectrum. I haven't achieved full freedom because there's no such thing. There's constantly, uh, there's, there will always be ways to improve, areas to, to further my freedom. But the difference now is I, like, I would much rather struggle with email than struggle with porn, right? Like th this is certainly an improvement. And as I keep working at it, I'm gonna be much more quickly to deal with email, trust me. I will have this thing figured out in probably, probably about three to six months because I, I understand the process now. I, I understand how to kind of resolve the roots, how to change habits for the better, and, and how to preserve them consistently over long periods of time. And this is, this is what I mean. Freedom, freedom will increase more and more. And, you know, as I go through different changes in life, I'm likely going to find myself forming some not so great habits every once in a while, but I'll catch them quickly and I'll recover from them even more quickly. So freedom is, it is a spectrum. It, it is not that you are free and once you're free, that's it and, and you've achieved it and woohoo, way to go. Freedom is a spectrum. It's a journey and it continues. And once you get free of porn, you will get to ride those waves into other areas of your life where maybe you need some freedom as well. And that's a really really good thing. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, this is definitely a bit of an unusual episode, but I hope, I hope it helps you. And I hope it, it helps you realize that, you know, um, that there, there are lessons to be learned all throughout the journey. And, and even me, I am learning all the time. Every single day I'm learning, I'm gaining new experiences, and I'm furthering my freedom in Christ and the freedom that each and every single one of us deserves. So uh, I hope this helps you become a man of integrity and a man of confidence. I am cheering you on, wishing you all the best. And hey, if you have any questions, anything you want to know more about uh, on this podcast, you can email me through admin at sathiasam.com. The email is in the show notes. Uh, we'll put a link to it. But uh, I wish you an amazing day and I look forward to talking to you very soon. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.